Also, being a cult leader requires you to be able to grow a beard, so you're kind of disqualified from that. Okay, again, I'm trying to dispel all the myths of cult leaders where we're, like, grubby, like, wannabe Jesus-looking motherfuckers. It's like, we're going to be, essentially, it's Apple plus the actual cult status. I don't know, needs work. Actually culty. No, it's fine. It's perfect. It's just, like, it's really, like, Mm -hmm. non, like, we're not, like, oppressive culty. It's just like, hey... We're a cult. We like technology. Hey, I want to get like lauded for things that I didn't do, but people, I want you to treat me like a messiah. It's essentially, I will treat you like the person you've never been treated before. I will treat you like a human being. That is what my cult brings. We bring tolerance. We bring acceptance on a grand scale. Are you trying to start a cult or start a religion? What's the difference? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... Okay. Kind of go hand in hand. You need the the religion is the basis of the cult. I need the there has to be some belief. Well, religion is just cult plus time. So you know. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's cult plus time. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like there's others that did it opposite. Yeah. True. All, but still, all the whatever the one that was in the '80s and the suicide pack in South Africa. South Africa. Was it South Africa. The one, with the, the one with the literal drink the Kool Aid. Yeah. Was that South Africa? I thought that was in Texas. No, I think it was in South Africa because they all like went on some fucking. It was in South Africa or South America because it was literally a like retreat, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna kill ourselves." Uh, so this is you're talking about Jim Jones and the Jonestown death. Jim Jones. Yeah, he wasn't in South Africa though. Where the fuck was he? Uh, so I, I was googling that while you were doing it here. Um, Jonestown deaths. Uh, where were the Jonestown deaths? Oh shit! What's that? You're stalling. I'm trying to read the whole thing. You read slowly. I do. God uh, damn it! Port Kit. I'm reading. It's like it's such a giant thing. All you need to do is find a location. I'm trying to see that. It's usually uh, a proper noun with. Capital okay, letters. fine. So it's in Guyana. Oh, weird. Where's that? Africa. Oh! Strange. It's almost like I know something. I really wish listeners could see the look of just utter contempt on my face for you right now. It's like you just, I just know all these things. Like, listen, as a, as a future cult leader, you just need, you have to know your history. This is Interrobang. The Banter and Bullshit Podcast with a bang. I'm Mike. And I'm Quentin. Today's episode, you can identify me. But first, Quentin, I think you have some uh, supplemental tops for the week. Yeah, of course I do. I always have some sup tops. Actually, funny thing. Someone told me, he was like, are we going to have sup bottoms? (laughs) Or like like supplemental verse? Sup verse. I just feel like sup tops, like sup bottoms just seems like a like a douchey thing to walk into a club and say and be like, what's up bottoms? It's Yeah, and like what is sup tops? Like super like <laughs> hi. I don't even know what that means, yeah. Anyway, okay. But whatever. Going off of that, I have a I have a theory that I have pretty much been trying to prove since I heard about it. And it's anyone that has an H like a HRC human rights campaign or any type of like a quality or gay sticker on their vehicle, you can guarantee the person driving it is not cute. 
I haven't tested this out. I'll have to look and see. Test the only it. time I've seen the HRC stickers is on Subarus, though. Okay. That is like, no. They're on. That's the only time I notice it. No. I've seen them on like every car of every type, and I'm just like, oh, maybe one of these days it'll be a cute guy driving this, and I'm like, nope. No, I feel like we might have talked about gay cars before at some point. Oh, wait. That wasn't this one. Oh, my fucking God. I hate you. Anyways. And my idea behind it is that I think these people are just like the socially conscious ones and the so- or like the justice wa- justice warriors are not usually the most attractive people. I'm sorry. That's totally terrible to say, but it's probably 100% true. I don't. Uh, mm, yeah. Think about it. I, you're kind of you're kind of making some sense here. Think about it. Yeah. You're all kind of making a lot of sense. All the hot ones are dumb and don't know their foot from their fucking finger. Well, then how do you explain me? I believe you have a HRC sticker on your car. I do not. Thank you very much. <laughs> I have a rainbow sticker. Well, I had a rainbow sticker on the Jetta, but not uh, on the Of course the you did. Yeah. See, and proves my point. Look, sometimes I'm, I'm giving you the death stare. Sometimes I think it's like edgy and I'm like, I saw it was a, uh, I think it was like a Dodge Ram or something. And it had the like a thin like rainbow sticker, but it was like Mike geometric i was like oh this is kind of cool and i'm like that's kind of cool i was like oh maybe it's like like a country bar or something i'm like no some just like not attractive i'm sorry like it's terrible but it's like i was like no i was like can one like for once can someone driving like if you have the sticker on your car and you are hot send me a picture (laughs) oh my god yes all the hot people with HRC tw- pictures tweet tweeted at us. I like this. Like, please, because I I'm sorry, I don't believe it. It doesn't exist. So, that's uh, hashtag sexy bumpers. That is oddly suggestive. So I'll go with that. Okay, hashtag sexy bumpers tweeted at us. Perf. What do you got? Uh, well, all right. So like, I uh, I started using Grinder again recently, and Scruff. Which side note on Scruff? Um. You know how we were talking about the woofs the other day? Yes. And how, like, I was like, how are woofs a thing? And then I was like, you were like, they're great because it lets you know. Are you saying woofs s- or woofs? Woofs. Woofs, woofs, woofs. Same difference. It's a, it's a, a woof. Like a, like, Arf. But a woof and a woofer are the same thing. No, it's a subwoof, a subwoofer. Yeah, exactly. And they're both spelled W-O-O-F. Yeah, but so is bass and bass. <sighs> they mean two separate things. Continue. Okay. The woofs. Woofs. Uh, woofs. Whatever, whatever it's, they're called. It's a fucking Paul. <clears throat> Woofs. Continue. All right. So I actually am embracing it, and I started woofing people, and uh, it works really well when you uh, when you use it. No, I'm not fucking like, surprised. I use it all the time I, when I was on there. I just was like, oh, shit, that actually works right. Now, and I was just surprised by that. But back on Grinder, and one of the things this Grinder's done, which I want to fucking murder whoever did this, and I'm holding you responsible because you're in advertising. Nope. Uh, they put in those interstitial ads that, like, you put them in and they're like, it pauses the screen for five seconds to watch some stupid like Candy Crush video or some, you know, game that you don't want to play. And you have to wait for like five seconds before you can go to anything else. Yeah. Then it has like a X that is like either that's very it, nondescript or like super, super tiny for you to fucking fat finger. Yeah. And so you will almost always just click it accidentally and go to some link that you don't want to go to. Yeah. Those fucking things can die. Yeah. So don't blame us. Blame the fucking app developer for allowing that because okay. they're allowing that for monetization purposes. So fuck uh, that. I am blaming the gun manufacturers and the gun shooters. All right. 
both are equally responsible here. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Then you actually don't mm-hmm. you don't blame you should blame the advertiser and then the publisher. Don't blame the middle. And the app developer. They're, the publisher and the app developer are basically the same thing. Well, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Like the, They're both the, responsible. I meant the publisher is the app, de- app developer, but also blame the advertiser for buying ads that are like that. So fuck both I, of those people. Uh, yes, fuck both those people. And the and, people who create those uh, app ad formats, which I don't And do. fuck you by proxy because you're in the industry. Uh, That's... No, see, well, hold on. Pause. Yeah, fuck you by proxy. I removed myself from that part of the industry because it is bullshit even though and i'll say this and whatever digital and digital advertising it's all bullshit and it's fun and i make a shit ton of money in it because no one knows anything so okay by the transitive property you're as much of a douche as the rest of them i mean i'm less of a douche logic we're we're trying to clean it up we're we're the good guys okay how many times have you been on instagram and you saw an ad and you were like okay that doesn't too intrusive and you kept scrolling uh, mainly because I've never been on Instagram. I'm going to say never. Oh my fucking God. Uh, Facebook. <sighs> a few. Okay. Thank you very much. But you didn't invent. Okay. Whatever. All right. That's what I uh, do. So on to our next topic. So first off, I wanted to call out why the last, the fourth episode was out late. Um, so we're like an episode late at actually mentioning this because we suck is what we tweeted out. Um, and we're being completely transparent because I feel like that's something you don't really hear in a lot of other podcasts is like the actual like process of podcasting is like there's obviously everyone knows there's a lot of work that goes into it. There's a lot of time and energy and sometimes stress and doubt comes in and fucks with us. Mainly Mike. <laughs> I was whatever. Emo- <clears throat> emotional. Yes. So we were essentially going through a little bit of a lull after recording a couple episodes that we both felt were not quality of what we wanted to put out. So we spent a good week just kind of, A, feeling like shit about it and not really doing anything. And that's, okay, excuse is not an excuse, but it's like, this is what we we felt that we needed to kind of like, take a second and kind of reevaluate where we were doing and what we were doing. So it's, I don't think a lot of people go into detail about that or even bring it up. So I just, I myself just wanted to be transparent to all the people who do listen to it and who were waiting for an episode to come out. That's the reason why it took that long. And now we are moving towards a better direction because I've essentially been giving full creative control of the podcast AKA I'm the cult leader now. What it's wait, I did not Yes. God damn it, I did give you full creative control, didn't I? That's your words exactly. I did not say full creative control. I just said that like I would let you lead. That's not full creative control. I asked you if I could have <clears> full <throat> creative control of the podcast and you said yes. So therefore, yes. <laughs> well, this is good because if you run off the cliff, I can stop just before it. That is true. So it's like if I burn into the ground, it's because I burn into the ground. But you're also complicit in just letting it and sitting there and watching. Yeah, but I like to watch the world burn. So. And there goes your reputation just as bad as mine. Yeah. See, Damn. Things are intertwined like that. Yeah. But on a lighter note, um, unless you have anything to say to that. <clears throat> no. No. I, uh, well, I do, actually. Um, no, I think that uh, we were – we just went through a period of knowing that the last two – the last episodes we did were not the best we could do. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a firm believer that if you can't – say that that was the best you could do at the time um <clears throat> you shouldn't be doing it 
And so it was just one of those things where we both weren't feeling the episodes uh, and we were sort of questioning what we were doing or how we were doing it. And I think it helped us actually answer some questions and sharpen our, our direction a little bit. So I'm really excited because I think we've got a refinement of what we want to do and we're developing it out a little bit more focused now, which should be, uh, should be really good. And you're feeling a little bit more confident about everything. I love how you're framing this as if it's like me and I'm the only one who had the crisis of faith. Let's, I had a crisis of faith because you're the one that was literally like, if this like implodes, it's, I'm going to like murder you. We we are in this together. So we both had a conversation and some discussions about the direction. Yes, we did. Okay. However, it was brought up by one person. Yeah, because apparently I'm the one who has standards. I have, excuse me, I have standards. You have crippling self-doubt. <sighs> I do. And you know what? That crippling self-doubt better be fucking useful for something, so. Yeah, exactly. Repurpose that. Put it on the podcast. Anyway, so with that, um, of the changes that we're making to the show that you will obviously be hearing as we go on is the first one the first major one you'll probably notice is we're moving like we're not physically moving we're moving we're the we're changing the release date of the podcast to tuesdays now it was originally fridays we felt that's kind of was like meh so now we should have given us more time to review the episode before we put it out and you have more time to listen to the episode during the week instead of because i know damn well none of you are listening it over the weekend because I sure as hell don't listen to podcasts over the weekend unless I'm like bored or high. So, yeah, we're moving. Okay. Check us out we're on moving. Tu- check us out on Tuesdays, starting with this episode. So what our- it'll already have happened. <laughs> yeah, it'll have happened. <laughs> it'll have happened. So here's the reasoning for why that last episode came out on a Tuesday. There we go. Explanations, context. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So, should we talk about our topic? Yeah, let's talk about our topic. So, Mike and I, after we finished an episode, just went on this, like, tyrant. I don't know what brought it up, but just talking about, like, how we have dealt with our sexuality and how people have, like, tried to put us in certain boxes or how we feel that our identities are not as the same as everyone else's identities and being as being as homogeneous in the LGBT culture. So it's like, I think that's, this is where this, uh, where this topic stemmed from. But, um, I know that you actually kind of wanted to set the stage with a particular phrase you like using. So I'll let you go ahead with that. No, I mean, so, uh, I use this phrase a lot. I started using it a long, I don't know, not a long time ago, probably a couple years ago, at least. Uh, and it's the phrase gender typical. Um, I just, so to start out with this whole thing, I always find describing myself as masculine to be a loaded term because um, I it just I feel like masculine has just become such a loaded toxic term for anybody in the gay community or anybody in a lot of cases to describe because it has so much meaning to it and so much interpretations behind it for what it means and what it means about you mm-hmm. that I, I started using the phrase gender typical because I think that that's more appropriate because it's sort of like it abstracts a little bit it's descriptive but it's not loaded and it's like yes i am gender typical i behave typically for someone who is perceived male as my gender right male and so um 
I, I think that's that's better than like straight acting, right? Straight acting or mask masculine or mask for mask or all those different types of things. I feel like that using gender typical is a little bit less it's fraught for it, me. At I least. feel like it's very politically correct. I don't it's not supposed to be politically correct. It's supposed to be accurate without being loaded. How right? is how is masculine loaded though? Because it's like I mean I can I I can see that and I'm slightly playing devil's advocate, but it's like how is that loaded when I feel like that is a good descriptor? So like that on the flip it's, side then is like you don't <clears throat> use feminine either. No, I I don't. Like when I when I'm describing my identity or when I'm describing another person's identity, I try not to use masculine or feminine. Uh because it, they're not. They are words that are, are descriptive of like if you're using them literally, right, they're accurate. But the problem is that people suck and people have co-opted them to mean a ton of different things. Yeah. Right. And it's just intermingled itself in a bunch of different identity stuff that I'm just like, no, I'm going to stick with gender typical. Um, OK, no, I, I can bear that because I guess, yeah, because gender is fluid. Like if for people who don't know it, this is this is a thing. This is why yeah. there are. For the sake of this conversation, effeminate straight men and masculine gay men is yeah to keep absolutely. it as basic and banal as possible. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, and so it's just to kind of I think this leads into our conversation about um, mask for mask and toxic masculinity in the gay community, right? Did we um, kind of skip something? What did we skip? The gender typical and how we're being. Oh, God damn it. See? Yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Side note. One of the things we talked about to improve the episode quality would be that we have a outline and people follow it. And by people, I mean me. Uh, and I, I'm doing great at that. Um, no, I mean. It's like you, it's so, right in your face and you're just like. Literally right I, next to you. You're your like, face. I'm not going to look at it. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, no, yeah. we're So, we're both. We're both gender typical. Uh, we are fairly, uh, we pass as a, as straight men most of the time. What is um, that? I was gonna say, what does what does passing mean? Like that's a, that's a very uh, co opted term for LGBT people. Uh yeah. So I mean, I guess passing is more trans people. You know, do you pass as a man or a woman is usually referred to with someone who is is trans. Um, so I mean, we both we both present as gender typical, right? So I, I think. The default assumption about somebody that looked at us both, not knowing our background, not knowing our history, is that we'd be a straight man and we don't present any of the typical stereotypes of mannerisms or speech or what have you that are associated with gay men, right? Agreed. Um, And it's such a weird space to be in because I don't feel like I'm hiding my gayness. So this is the other part. There's that whole like trip, that trip in there, which is that like simultaneously this is who i am and i'm not trying to hide my gayness but by me being who i am my gayness is sort of masked for you know pardon the pun uh by my masculinity you kind of feel like there's like an inauthentic part of you for some reason like it feels like you're not being this authentic true to yourself but i think that comes from like society being like well if you're gay you need to act gay and be gay so everyone knows that you're gay and yeah and not to like dupe us and being like oh i thought you were straight the entire time when you're like talking about tits and pussy all day and it's like (laughs) tits and pussy that's literally dude i was in a frat house that's all they talk about oh my god um no absolutely and i think the other part is that you have the other end of the spectrum is you have the uh 
people who are clinging to a masculine um, idea or stereotype because that's what they believe. And there's that toxic masculinity that's like anything that is not masculine is lesser, right? And I don't want to be pushed into that spectrum, right? So it's this thing where I'm like, I'm normally masculine, but it's not because I don't have problems being feminine. It's just because I kind of am normally masculine. And I don't want to look, I don't want to be perceived as someone who is trying to uh, rebuff or or fight against femininity that I might have or sort of trying to fit some mold. So I'm always kind of like, well, I'm just being me, but I feel like I'm going to be lumped into a one category or the other, which are neither accurate. Do you feel that you would rather not be lumped into the effeminate category either, though? I mean, I'm fine. With, I, I guess I'm fine with it. I'm, I, I just am annoyed that both don't fit me. And... um. I'm okay being lumped in the effeminate category. Would you would you be, I guess, more okay than I guess? Because if you said you're trying to distance yourself away from being like like the mask bro type, which like I I wholeheartedly embrace it in a weird way, and I don't know why. I don't know why. You I, do. I do. It's really funny. Because it's like, it, it, what it kind of, okay, I guess it leads into like my like thing about it is like I, I'm stereotypically masculine and gender typical and presenting myself that way and what you would call as passing because i've multiple times had that oh i don't know you were gay phrase thrown at me and it's just like yeah i suck the dick that's what i do um like the penis in my mouth yes i do in in and around my mouth and other places but it's i guess the thing about it for me is i did kind of develop this um persona that was a little broy. That's because like and I moved that's because when I went to college I like moved from a completely different area where I wasn't really feeling like I wasn't able to be myself. So I was kind of I felt lucky that I was given the opportunity to kind of like craft what I my persona to be and instead of me being like the nice goody two shoes motherfucker I was back in Virginia, it's like, all right, I can be kind of a dick now. I wasn't misogynistic by any means. It's like I just can't for the life of me be that way so it was like that shit i still was not a fan of did i obviously participate in it yeah i did because i was a fucking dumb kid trying to like fit in and everything but i think that level of passing is problematic in some ways but also beneficial in like this super twisted way if you just follow me with this thought for a second was that one of my best friends in college didn't can say always always knew I was gay, which we have I we should bring that up later. Always knew that I was gay, but was just kinda waiting for me to say something. And then when I did actually say something about it, he was like, Yeah, whatever. I kinda knew we had a bro moment, we hugged it out, whatever. And I, I distinctly remember like a year after that or so, he's like, you know, you kind of like changed my viewpoint on gay people a little bit. And I was like, Okay, well that's kinda cool, but in in the weird way, but at the same time it's like if I wasn't passing in like embraced like quote-unquote straight culture the way that you did that you know was being presented towards me would that still have happened you know i guess because you were pat you were masculine right and you were perceived as that the the sort of hook when somebody was like wait a minute and had the record scratch moment of like you're gay sort of made them reconsider it because at that point they'd already known you and already had some context and you know it was a different thing than than their stereotype they were assuming i guess right. is what you're going at right yeah it, well also um, that it, like it just was I was more accessible as a like you get what I'm saying like I feel yeah. like the the masculine 
gay men are like more accessible to like straight culture and i really and that's like even in like media and i think that's even with like (sighs) that's that's such an uncomfortable phrase because it's like uh, accessible it is but like that's it's like, true, but it's it's annoying that that's true. If that oh, a hundred percent. I don't I don't like that because it's like, and I remember I even used to be that way in a in a while, and I had this moment where I was like, why the fuck am I thinking that way? It's like why is like why can't I like the thing is like why can't I be friends with other gay guys and just like just like that be the end of the conversation, you know? So it's like I had that revelation oh, but- where I was just like, I don't need to find people like me to be friends with okay i mean i guess it's a broader thing of like in general i'm only friends with people i like spending time with right and so i just think that i tend and again this is that thing where i'm always like i am trying to i guess i'm trying to like it's like doth protest too much like i'm trying to simultaneously hold an identity but not be beholden to the stereotypes of that identity yeah right and so I'm always sort of having this weird thing of like, look, I like woodworking and I want to go see a tractor pull, which I still haven't fucking done. Not going with uh, you. Not, I, no, no. You wouldn't even once. I mean, they're probably like three miles west of you. Let's, for a second, fuck you. Think about that okay. for a second. And then next, let's also think about the type of people at that event would probably want to lynch my ass. Uh, yeah, that's true. The whole, yeah. The First of all, people. look at look at these fags and then look at this black fag. Let's kill them. I don't. Okay. All right. I'm. I'm making a joke. Moving along. Moving along. But um, no, it's like, I, where I was going with the whole friends thing. It was like I. I would not be as open and receptive to having a effeminate gay friend than a more masculine straight friend. That's where I was going with that. Yeah. No. I. I. I get that. So like back to like how the passing is problematic is because like it's pro- it's problematic in the sense that we have this like privilege now. It's like. That's what is problematic is that we are, like I said, like we're like the acceptable group. You're like, oh yeah, you're gay, but you know, it's always like, oh yeah, you're yeah. black, but it's oh, it's just like that. We're we're one we're one of the good ones. Yeah, right? it's like we're like a notch above, like like de- like completely detestable gay people or some shit. It just drives, yeah, no, but I, uh, uh, I, this is such a weird conversation to be having. Uh, That's good then. Yeah, that's where I sit. Is I I see the same thing, and I can't tell you how many times people are like, "But you're so normal," and I'm in my back of my head, I'm like, "What the fuck, fuck you? does that mean?" Yeah, you know, um, you know, but that's the thing, and, and it's so funny. Like, do you do the whole like gay ambassador thing where it's like, uh, if you're with your straight friends, you have to like explain gay terms or like certain things come up, and they just look at you like, "Oh, can you explain this as the token gay person?" And you're like, "I don't know what that is either," or you like. I'm trying to give an example of. I mean, uh, oh well. You know how many times I've had to explain bears and otters to people? I have to do that with other gays. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> to straight people, I've had to explain bears and otters. I've had to explain that just to everybody. Period. Is it not a known thing? Apparently, it's not. Like I, maybe it's just like that's just that's what I'm into. So maybe that's why I know it. I, uh, yeah, this is true. It's, but we're both kind of bear and otter people. Um, but I I have been asked that before, but it's like not often because the friends that I were with, gay stuff never came up. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm like, are you dying? Do you need a drink of water? Uh, I am dying. Um, but uh, probably not for another thirty or forty years. Uh, oh, I they're gonna say water. Oh, they're can gonna we say pause minutes. this here so I can get some water. Uh, oh. hurry up! You're killing the vibe. 
Vibe's fine. You should. I'm just going to keep riffing then. All right. This is all going in the podcast. He's not wearing pants. Everybody who's listening to this podcast now, Mike has just left the his podcasting station. So I'm just going to sit here and talk to everybody and, you know, just have this conversation. He's not wearing pants. He's not wearing pants. He is not wearing pants. Oh, shit. I just realized that you can see that, can't you? He's not wearing pants. I'm wearing underwear. He's not wearing pants. I live alone. And you are alone. Like, in life. Wow. <laughs> That's just fucking stab... Oh, Jesus Christ. Why are you not wearing pants? Because I come home and I take my pants off. That's the first thing I do. Oh, uh, you're what... A- okay. Back on track before I literally launch into a tirade against you i know that you're like a never nude but some of us like to have our pants off i don't under it doesn't fucking do anything i don't understand i'm comfortable clothed i uh, pants on my fat ass legs feels uncomfortable so i take them off then find better pants a i have tree trunk legs so find a find better pants because you're a gay you can you have style so it means you can find pants that fit your tree trunk legs or b lose weight Damn. I will do neither of those things because my body's perfect as it is and my solution is just not wear pants when I get home. But you have to wear pants in public. And I wear pants in public. I'm not in public. I feel like you would wear shorts year-round if you could. Yes, absolutely would. Mm. That's what I loved about Houston. Mm. It's a terrible mental image. (sighs) Amongst many. That's fine. Okay, so, well, continuing on this, like, problematic thing is about passing, we can wrap this up real quick, is that there was an article on HuffPost that was released, uh, it was like a couple days ago. Perfect uh, timing. Actually, I think it was two days ago, to be exact. And it's written by Mark Evan Chimsky, um, and the title of it is The Power and Privilege of Passing a Straight, where he, the article pretty much is, it's like an op-ed, where he was at some of, uh, some gathering with his friends, and one of the people there made a remark saying i didn't know you were gay so the entire article is pretty much like him dissecting that and i just have a couple of like uh quotes from here that i thought were just really like interesting to it and there's one that is like kind of mind-blowing to me because i i like history of words so like etymology so here here we go so the one thing that he's that he's mentioning about passing is that he perhaps is that perhaps he why he envies men why he why he envies men who would never be thought of as anything as straight is because their identity isn't defined for them before by the moment almost before they speak. So like that's kind of like what we were talking about, where it's like we're it's like that's a, that that's that assumption where it's like you just walk into the room and it's like it's it's nice of being just like like I prefer being like a fly on the wall. It's like I don't want people to like notice anything. I usually keep to myself. I just come in and leave without anyone making a big fuss or anything. Um. The next one, I'll read this verbatim. Even with their knowledge that straight men may have their own share of issues, I still feel they are not constantly, instantly judged and defined the defined the way gay perceived men are. Granted, some of those judgments work in our favor. Women feel safer with us and often an instant kinship, and there's often an instant kinship, and we're given credit for having a better fashion sense than we may actually have, like Mike. But the flip side is that some straight men view us as the way they view women as flighty or somehow inferior and therefore easily to dismiss or diss. And like, 
that's like the toxic yeah. masculinity thing. And I'm just like, yeah. And people don't associate, like people don't think about like, that's the whole effeminate thing. The reason why it is such a bad thing is because it's relating, uh, a f- it's relating feminine qualities as lesser than it's the whole like patriarchy thing where it's like women are below men and being associated as a woman when you're a man is like the the lowest of the low it's like you are at that point you are no longer man you're not even a woman you are just like done that's why that's why homophobes exist yeah it's uh what's the phrase everyone uses for homophobes homophobes are afraid that uh the gay men are going to treat them like they treat women. women yeah yeah uh, and it's just really funny that, like, in if you remove the actual female gender from the debate, you still end up having a, a conversation about feminism, right? Yep. Like, yep. There's, there's, there's men. There's no, there's no women in the in the debate between men and straight men and gay men. But somehow feminism comes back into it because um, the perception that fell into place. Exactly. Um, which I always think is really interesting, and it's just. Uh, you know, I think it's, and that's the problem I think I have is the fact that I have the luck of not having the burden of having to, having my identity and my way of being. Privilege. That's what it is. It, yeah. I, I have the weird privilege, the privilege of being straight passing. Right. And this is where I kind of get with my minority adjacent thing where I'm always like being a, being a straight passing gay white man is minority adjacent because it's not quite a minority because in reality, I don't have 90% of the minority struggles, yep. but I'm still a minority class and I still have some of them, but it's like, I kind of just like, it's like minority part-time. And isn't it a weird thing that even within this community, the white men are still problematic yeah, we are. Let's let's face it. Is it, it just a, it's just, it's an epidemic. We, yeah. Y- just admit it. You guys yeah. suck. We're not too great. No, not gonna lie. So here's here's the last thing from this article that have you ever actually thought about where the word sexuality came from? Uh, and, and, no, but I do know that like homosexuality was invented a uh, hundred years ago or so. Right. But which do you know which one came first? homosexuality or heterosexuality uh homosexuality came first yep crazy a lot of people don't know that yeah like i didn't know this so let me go into this this is um a excerpt from a the essay sex before sexuality by david m halpern 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 i'm swear to god i never have to actually like mention names so I don't know why you are now. I don't know. I can't read. So, despite an awareness of the range of possible variations in human sexual behavior, these cultures refuse to individuate human beings at the level of sexual preference and assumed, instead, that we all share the same fundamental set of sexual appetites. The same sexuality, air quotes. For most of the world's inhabitants, in other words, sexuality was no more a fact of life than dieticity. He concludes that sexuality what the fuck seems is dieticity. Hold on, dieticity. It, uh, can I read the whole quote and I can explain things? Uh, well, okay, fine. He concludes that sexuality seems to be a uniquely modern Western, even bourgeois production. So, essential. So, to answer your first question, dieticity is seeing like, how would you define your diet? Are you vegan? Are you vegetarian? Carnivore? Okay. Omnivore? All right. So they're kind of associating it the same way where it's like that was no one really defines how well now they do obviously 
there wasn't this like set of definitions in like pre-modern society about how we defined a how do we find our sexuality it was just a notion like everybody had sexual appetites and they just did whatever they did there were no right. like there were no nowadays there were no implications of that yeah and, like that's just like kind of mind-blowing it's like for me because it's like it it makes so much sense is that a lot of these things that we're dealing with now is our modern advents it's like this is us like i almost feel like back then people didn't really care about things being in boxes and being you know simple for us to process and right you know now it's all like oh okay so you're trans okay are you now you're non-binary you're gender fluid you're intersex it's like now we have all the other all the other things there's this one for i can't remember the name of it at adiophile i need to look it up um essentially it's where you're attracted to men but not but like and you just have like a, a love of men but don't call me okay. gay, but it's a different word. It's not gay where it's there's like this romantic you want to have a relationship with a man. It's like you just have a love of men. Like you have a love of meat. Okay. Yeah. Weird. Just right. add that to the list of things. Yeah. But um <clears throat> speaking of adding that to the list, this kind of does also kind of go into um at least my theory of that the whole mask for mass trend that like took over dating apps for like a good couple years i mean the remnants of it are still apparently seen today still fucking there and i'll preface this was that i did kind of miss that train because i wasn't single or on apps during the whole mass for mass thing so i only got i was no i was in like a two-year relationship at that point i was like i don't know what the fuck this is but i only heard of it from like articles so like obviously it was like blowing up outside of the little microcosm of the gay dating apps and like being like mentioned in like HuffPost and stuff. But I will say that I did have those type of things on profiles after I was dating, after I broke up with who I was dating at the time and did have some of those things. And I was called out for having those things in my profile. And at the time I was like, I did not understand why, uh, why that was like unacceptable. And now I do, yeah. and my theory behind this is that, and I don't think anyone has thought of it this way, is that mask for mask is literally what toxic masculinity looks like when it in fucking comes through our community. That's what happens when internalized yeah. homophobia meets dating apps. Right, and that's the thing. It's like there's the weird thing of like, exactly. I mean, uh, yeah, I was... Uh... I put on, I've said this phrase many times when I was first coming out when I was like 19, which was like, if I wanted to date a girl, I would find one. Uh, yeah. And it was the, you know, the shitty phrase I used to say about feminine gay men. And um, no, and that is the thing is it's like, I think I identify with the, I identify with some things of saying like, I want to find gay men like me. Like there was a yearning for a connection and somebody who was like me in those terms of like, I wanted a gay man who I could identify with, right? I felt very alone and very isolated. And that's where I was always like, I want to find, you know, a masculine man or I want to find someone similar to me. But I didn't really realize that there's a larger picture like you were talking about, the toxic masculinity of the fact that it's a second class, you're a second class citizen in, in an already second class community because you're you're feminine, right? right? Yep. And um, it's just stupid. 
right? You're just like, look, I, you know, I, it's just don't, don't make that division and don't make that point of being like, well, I just don't like feminine men. I'm like, no, you have a problem with, you have a problem with femininity because you have a problem with your perception of it. Right. Exactly. And it's like, you have these like archaic views of masculine. It's, it's almost where it's just like, we're men. We need to act like men regardless of your sexuality, which is like, I mean, I'm, I'm for that up until you get to the point where it's like, now I need to exclude all these other people because they don't conform to my idea of masculinity. And like, and that's, and that's again, people, this is textbook case of toxic masculinity. It doesn't just happen. It's not, it's not just misogyny against women and it's not just homophobia from straight men against us either. It's within our community. And that's what it turned out to where it was just this, this outward pouring of no fats, no femmes, no Asians, where it then obviously then went into this body shaming racist tirade where it's like all it, it essentially it's just like alt writers the alt writers in the fucking lgbt community that's what the fuck it was these these this group of people who believed that they were superior and that they could only be with other people who matched their level of superiority and that the rest of the population is below us these are the same people who are also like why is there gay pride or why do we like why do you have to be so flamboyant you're like you're ruining the cause like those people yeah I, I I was gonna let you just go on your rant there for a no. Minute. I, I figured it would be. We have a no. That, that, we have a rant later, so I'm gonna tone okay. it down. Um, again, I missed that train of that. I know you were all like on the apps for that, so like you were in the midst of that. I've I've never left the apps. I've been ugh, on the apps for almost literally a decade, and that's sad. Cause you're lonely. You are so lonely. <sighs> You have nobody to call your own. Okay. Okay. You done? Yeah, that was just um fun. Um so yeah. side note. What? Side note. Uh I was introduced to Grinder by a straight man. Did I ever tell you that? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You're no, you are uh, that bad of a gay that you couldn't find gay dating apps on your own? I well, so this to be fair, this was way at the beginning of Grinder when Grinder was still iOS only, and it was on my iPhone 3G when I downloaded it. So this was like 2009, um, and uh, my friend, my friend Caesar, uh, texted me because he watched an episode of Top Gear with Stephen Fry. And there's a fantastic interview with Stephen Fry where he pulls out Grinder, and then Jeremy Clarkson and Stephen Fry are like having a conversation and are like, so these are all gay people. And then he's like having a funny thing with it because he's just like, you know, Jeremy Clarkson. And uh, that's when Caesar texted me. He's like, have you heard of this? And then I was like, no, I haven't. And then I immediately downloaded it. And um, I think I regret doing that. And you've I never mean, left. I met you out of it. So clearly some shitty things happen. Excuse me. I was like, the, I'm the like shining pearl out of that entire sea of like fuckness. Yep. I continue to polish that turd. That's a word. Fuck you. Anyway, we were kind of mentioning this earlier about how straight people have a specific understanding. Again, general generalizing here because we Americans love generalizing. And that straight people have a very, I would almost say specific group of archetypes of gay people. And... So I wrote this sentence that is like just fucking baller where these specific displays of gayness that the heteros consume in regards to the revealing of our sexuality are like so disparate. It's like it's 
it's like, oh, you, there's the gay best friend. And again, this is obviously like a larger conversation about like representation in media, blah, 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 whatever. We're not going down that road. But it's this like understanding of that there is a lot more to gay people than just like the gay best friend or like the super fan point, like sassy queen gay who's just like, damn girl, and yeah. like taking you out shopping and everything. And it's like that is so fucking annoying to me. That whenever I, like, obviously due to how, like, we are passing, where it's always, like, a, like, double take where it's like, oh, wait, you're gay? And then, like I said earlier, it's like the, oh, but you're not one of those gays. Why do you think there has to be, why is there this, like, processing? Why couldn't you just been, like, oh, cool, information that I'm going to add to the data bank of Quentin? You know, like, this is just another thing I learned about him. He likes dick. Like, that's it. That's And that's all it should be. But it's, like, I think it's because of that those people straight people live their lives with so little of like thought behind a lot of the things that they have to do it's just like autopilot it's like Mm -hmm. you know you go through puberty you find girls or men attractive or the opposite of sex attractive you date them you have sex it's pretty easy supposed to self-explanatory because there's a lot of references out there you know you know how to deal with relationships because you have a perfect example if you have parents that you still are around there you go you then uh, you date for a long while you marry them you fuck them some more you have a kid or kids you move and have a house and there you go you live the rest of your life until you fucking die it's like you had like their archetype has been laid out to them for centuries it's funny to me that 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 archetype's been laid out but at the same time it's totally uh it is just as like it's just as fragile stereotypical and fragile yeah exactly but it's still i think that the 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 point of contingent here is that Yes, it is that, but there's no reason for them to think otherwise. Yes, actually. Absolutely. So uh, I was drinking with my bosses in Vegas one time. No, sorry. Uh, California in L.A. Um, and I was at a, uh, at a so at a conference for um, for work and I got drunk and I had to explain this to one of my bosses and he totally wasn't getting it. Um and I was explaining to him the fact that he, I'm like, look, you go through your life doing everything the way everyone, ex-. he got, he got super insulted by it. And my, this, this boss was particularly conservative, would piss me off politically all the goddamn time. Um, but he, I, I, I was explaining to him, I'm like, look, you're, you, the things you do are as expected, Right. And he got insulted because he's like, I'm my own person. And I'm like, that's not the point. I'm not talking about whether or not you make your own decisions or your own man. I'm talking about the fact that everything you do is matching and in harmony with what society expects you to be. Right. So who he chooses to date, how he chooses to live his life, where he chooses to live, what he chooses to wear, how he chooses to present all these different things about his life fit in with the larger trends of what society expects heteronormativity yeah exactly and, and i was he was i spent forever explaining to him he didn't get it he was just completely lost he thought i was saying that he was like a like a chump and he had no identity and he wasn't standing out because he was doing everything the way people wanted him to do and i'm like no what i'm saying is that you don't ever have to confront the fact of you are doing something people don't expect you to and they therefore are going to try to wrangle you into a box or try to label it or try to understand it or pathologize it or whatever because nobody gives that thought this is like if i walked into a sewing class as a gender 
typical male, right? I would get some weird looks from people being like, why the fuck is this white guy that, you know, can barely dress himself in the sewing class, right? Oh my God. What? Listen, that is like, I, oh fucking, every time I go into Bath and Body Works, every time, (laughs) listen, every time I walk into that store, not only am I bombarded by 10 people within 30 seconds of making sure that I'm okay, they always direct me to the guy section or when I say I'm looking at candles, they're like, oh, here's a manly scent. It's like, bitch, I'm into this store because I'm looking for whatever the fuck I'm looking for, A. And B, if I want to go look, smell this fucking gay, quote unquote, candle, feminine candle, I smell this candle and put it in my fucking house because it smells good. I did not know smells were gendered. Apparently, they fucking are. Leave me the fuck alone. I, I, we could whole, do a whole episode on gendered beauty products. Not going to get into it, but beauty products are horribly fucking gendered. It's ridiculous. But, you know, the broader picture there was he didn't understand how that, like, because he did, he did everything the way he was expected and he never had to confront his identity yep. as being out of sync with the larger um, population's expectation of his identity, right? Uh, he never had to deal with any of these issues. And so he just never understood them. And he didn't understand why he... <laughs> He couldn't even understand why I was explaining this to him as I was drinking whiskey with him. It's just so different and just so like discombobulating, I think. Or it's just like everyone just kind of goes down this path. And that's just like everyone, are, everybody, when you meet someone, you have this like idea of what this person is. And like you just create this like fantasy of like where they've been, how they got to where they are right now, kind of where they're going. And as soon as you like say the thing that is like completely like not on that path, like <laughs> I'm gay, you're they're just like, well, I, you don't exist as a person. I don't know what you do. How do you exist? How do you breathe? How do you find mates? How do you do anything? Right. And it's like it's kind of like it's the whole if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it's a duck. And it's like if you put a like extra like something like if you put another eye on the duck, then everyone's like, wait, what the fuck is this? And it's like it's a duck with an extra eye, but they can't understand that. Right. I don't know where I'm going it's with just... this analogy, but. No, I I understand that because like that's kind of the whole like gender fluidity thing. It's like those things like even for I think our community, which is absolutely terrible at it, and I'm fucking calling everybody out for it. We are like the worst trans allies. We're we're the worst allies. We are allies to gays and lesbians. We, I think everybody's a shitty trans ally. Let's just put it that way. There are a few good trans allies, or to buy people in anything that isn't the norm. Because again, it's just like. It, the ones who are quote unquote in power within that community, we are establishing a set like it's white, ripped, masculine men, and that is the gay norm. And like that's on Tuesdays it, we wear pink. Yeah, exactly. And it's like that's just like the understanding of it. And anything else is just foreign and alien. And even to me, it is foreign alien, but then the difference is you just take that step to where you understand it and try to learn about what it is. It's like I feel like I may not be out here marching in parades for activism and trying to go for all this quality stuff, but it's like, I think if I can get a level of understanding where then I can tell other people in a one-on-one conversation, this is what this means. I think that also is contributing to the fight. And so that's, that's what I'm going to try to do is when anything like that comes out, it's like me like, I'm trying to understand gender fluidity and like non-binary people and pansexuals, like all the different types of people that exist in this plane is that I, I think as part of the community, it is our responsibility to understand them and to support them wholeheartedly and then be the outreach of the people who don't. Yeah, I think so. 
So uh, we're going to introduce a, a random segment here where we rant about shit. Yeah, well, th- wait, that wasn't? I thought this was a segment now. Are you not ranting? You ranted? Are you done ranting? No, I, I thought we got it. Okay, let's rant. Um, do you want me to start? Did you have the... Oh, did you go through your part? No, I didn't. I didn't. I, it's why I was, Okay, fine. That's what I'm uh, clearly, you can tell that we're, we're getting great in the structure thing. Oh, don't um, worry. I'm editing all this out. You won't even know. Yeah. Uh, so... My rant is uh, is about the the who's the girl conversation, and I guess this goes back a little bit to the the again trying to put us in categories in the, in the understanding of like I just think it's interesting that excuse me as I'm burping um ill man gross uh I just think it's really interesting that like how many times I've been asked so um who's 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 the girl in 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 this situation and you're always like. You always play coy and you're like, what do you mean? And they're like, well, I mean, who like, who, who is the, and like, it always comes down to as like, who is the person that is submissive, right? And who is the person that is dominant, right? And it always comes down to the girl is submissive and the man is dominant, right? Or there's some sort of like, you know, this, this conversation of like butt sex and like who's bottoming basically is what it always is. And it's always just like, (laughs) who's the pitcher? Who's the catcher? Exactly. All this stuff. And you're just like, what if we're a fucking relationship of equals? Like, that's not a thing that people think about, right? Like, that idea of, like, what if we're both verse? That's a shocking concept. Right. And uh, this just it's just one of these things where I, I ran into it, um, especially at work, uh, at my previous job. Again, and I think it was well-meaning, but, and I mean, I had this conversation openly, so I guess it was kind of a good thing because I was comfortable enough to talk about it and they were accepting. But they, I had my, my two bosses sitting with me and we spent an hour at lunch talking about how did i know who paid for the meal on a first date the rich right? one that's the one who pays <laughs> the rich one yeah that's a good answer <laughs> but like they, they literally are like well wait a minute like how do you know and i'm like well i i just when the check comes if they don't grab it i grab it if they grab it within the first five seconds i let them pay for it like i just kind of do that i'm like i will let i will let them like if, if they make a move for it they'll take it otherwise i'll take it right? so and i'm not offended i'm not like being a cheap ass i just play that out as it goes right? so you handle it like an adult and ask people's permission before doing something uh, i mean i guess but it's just one of those things where i don't i just feel it out where it goes and i feel the dynamics so like if they take it over and they're like they want to pay i do it if they don't then i take it over and i'm like well okay i'll pay and i don't necessarily care either way right uh and it's just funny to me that like they were like well but like how how do you like who who and i'm like do and it, it, it mean it goes back to my thing earlier about they really have these mileposts of like, this is how you treat a person because they're a girl. This is because I'm a man. And like, we have very defined and rigid roles and I'm getting away from my mic. Sorry. Uh, We have these like rigid roles and like, we do these things and you know, it's easy. And then like when you, it's like, it's like bumpers on a bowling alley, right? Where they like, they don't, they don't have like the gutters. They just kind of like have this center thing. They go down and like, I don't even know where I'm going at this point. Nope. Nope. But Long story short, uh, I think it's ridiculous that people ask, who's the girl? Because all it says to me is that you either, one, don't understand my relationship and you have a very crude understanding of what sex should be between me and my partner. Two, you're trying to stereotype the relationship so you can figure out who is the stronger and who is the weaker one. Or three, that you 
need the, to have a girl and a man in the relationship to understand it. So you have no way to actually conceptualize it as two men or two women. Right. And all those, all three of those things essentially say to me, Oh, that's what it says to me. I agree. I agree. So. All right. So tag, I'm it. I'm going to go with mine tag. So for my rant, this is for the straight people who are totally ignorant and the gays who are complicit in their ignorance about how gayness is complex. Gayness isn't a set of rules that anyone follows. And again, this is for both the gays and the straight people. Straight people are, if you're gay, therefore you have a good fashion sense. You get manis and petties. You're effeminate. You're, you, you know, enjoy musicals and show tunes. You love fucking Judy Garland to death. And for the gays who half of that is also applicable, but you also live in a, you also live in a gayborhood. You live you know, in, the, in a large city with all the other gays and you fuck every single one of them. I mean, you do get, though, with your gay card, right, 15% off at all musicals, though, right? That's a thing? Which Have is you why not been using that? I, I'm sorry. That was not expressed to me in gay orientation when I was 15. Okay, yeah, they forgot to give you the card. I see. That's a thing. I'll talk to them. No, I have I have the card. I think I just skipped the orientation. I was just like, yeah, I got this figured out. But okay. penis, but there you go. Pretty simple. But here's the thing. Don't put me in a box. Don't come at me saying that I have to adhere to a certain level of standards to be a gay man. Where that Trust me, Quentin doesn't like being in boxes at all. Actually, I do like playing in boxes. If they're large enough for me. Okay. And don't don't assume that just because I'm gay that it's like I automatically will have be this like fucking gay ambassador to all things homo. Where it's like I don't know half the shit. Don't talk to me about fucking theater or like Broadway. I don't know anything about it. I'm sorry. I don't know. Also, to the straight people, because I'm so passing, don't automatically assume I know anything about fucking sports. I don't know. I don't give a shit. There are <laughs> easily enough straight people who also don't care a shit about sports. Just because I have a penis between my legs doesn't mean I care about any type of ball being thrown from one side of a field to the other and someone catching it, hitting it, scoring it. I don't fucking care. Stop talking about it. Your obsessive, your obsession with masculinity from sports is absolutely disgusting. You guys are more gay than I am. You are staring at other men throwing shit around and running into each other. How fucking gay is that? I mean, I mean, they do have some pretty tight pants. It's pretty fuck. Sports is pretty fucking gay. It's pretty gay. So don't, don't assume that because I'm passing that you can then start talking about how women are this, that, and the other and seeing if I agree. That's not how this works. And then also at the same time, don't feel that you need to be, I'm sensitive because I'm gay. And you're not sensitive at all. I know that for a fucking, fucking fact. I'm not sensitive. And it's it's just, it. what I don't understand is why can't people just be like, everyone comes from all walks of life. That gayness is complex. That gay, gay people come from all walks of life. They've come out at different ages. They have different experiences. We live in all types of locations. I'm a gay suburban fucking 26, almost 27-year-old who lives in the, who lives 30, 30 fucking miles outside of the city of Chicago who commutes downtown and 
how many times do I get asked, why don't you live in fucking Chicago? The gays are all like, oh, that's so far. Why are you there? It's like, because it's where the fuck I want to live. Why is it that there's this this way of thinking that I need to be living in a big city if there's near a big city because otherwise I can't do anything because there's there's no gay culture. What if I don't give a fuck about gay culture? What if I care about living my own little life the way I would fucking want to do it? This isn't for you. It These attributes, my sexuality, my presentation, is not fair game for you to then to throw assumptions onto me and then be dismissive when I don't fulfill them. So to that, fuck both of you. Fuck the gays and fuck the straights. Under- understand that you may you may sound or seem you're coming off very understanding and open-minded about everything, but that if you're being restricted by but your 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 thoughts, your perception is being restricted by a archaic imaginary set of rules that no one has to abide to. And if you want to abide to them, that's all fine and dandy with you. But don't fucking tr- diss other people who decide not to. Oh, boy. Uh, you put my rant to shame there. I have to bring my game next time. That was, uh, that was a good one. I rant. That's what I do. You were, yeah, you, were, you, got, you, got, you got pretty heated there. Yeah, because uh, I'm a ranter. You are a ranter. I'm emotional. Um, yeah, at times. Yeah. Well, we'll do this. This is kind of interesting. I like this better. We'll change it up and up and down and... I don't know. We'll make it. We'll make yeah. it interesting. We'll make it spicy for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh. So. so, roll credits. Roll credits. Roll credits. The dog's on me. I can't get him off. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks Hi, for listening to Interrobang. Chat with us on Twitter at Interropodcast or send us an email at Interropodcast at gmail.com. That is I N T E R R O. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast. You can find us on a lot of these places, but I'm going to task everyone listening right now to tell us where you're listening to us. Hashtag hashtag whatever app you're using to listening to us and let us know because we want to know where you are. Also with that, if they have a place for you to leave a review, please do so. Or if you feel that's too much commitment, click the little stars and give us how many you think is appropriate i think five is probably the best one so do that you should go for six you know what shoot for the fuck shoot for the stars shoot for the stars shoot for the stars yeah but yeah um until next time hey mike hey quentin happy moment of frustration day oh that's fitting <laughs> i feel like you have that often yes mainly very. sexual frustration yes very just saying are are we done yeah i think we're done okay bye bye